Wait, what? Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hey, hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pot squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eating snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing party. What's a test? Viewing party. Chanting all over your Tatum! Ow! Doing party! Do you think Channing Tatum would like my cats? Yes. <laughs> I don't know I how you so could too. meet Tallulah and not like her. She's so like... Well, you can ask my stepmom, because she would know uh, how you can like Tallulah and not meet her. <laughs> or, wait, what? <laughs> Strike that, reverse it. <laughs> yes. Strike that. Reverse it. Uh... I just think they're so sweet, and they've been extra sweet today. They have been very extra sweet and cuddly today. You've been just watching the Channing Tatum with us, and they're so happy. Good job, Bane. Bane is currently in like a half donut on my lap, and he is so happy. I anticipate Tallulah to do things like this, just Mm -hmm. flop on a lap. (laughs) But like, not Bane. Bane doesn't do that to me very often. So it's just very exciting that he's, like, decided it's cuddle time with mm-hmm. And it's not, like, loafing like a cat, no, you know? No, it's, like... Plop. Like, it's a plop. snuggle time. He's just plop. Like, I'm curling up on you. This is happening. We could be here for hours kind of nap Probably is what he's, be. like, ready for. Yeah. Very excited about it. But the nap when you leave is going to be fantastic. I might not give you a hug goodbye. <laughs> That's okay. We can high five. <laughs> not in front of the microphone. That'll be real or loud. Hey everybody, this is Bane, and this is Katie, and this is Wesley, <laughs> this is Viewing Party, a podcast where we talk about cats more than we talk about movies. Sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. What did you do this week, Wes? I just uh, called you Wes. It's okay. <laughs> Have I done that before? I don't know. Maybe. People do sometimes. I answer to it. I okay. answer to Whitney. I answer to Beth. It's fine. <laughs> oh, weird. Those are none of your names. <laughs> no, that's my sister and my mom's name. I answer to all of them. No one ever calls me Myrna. Really? No. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I mean, it's my mom's name. I have like, literally gonna... gone to family reunions and people thought I was my mother. Oh, because your mom didn't, like, like, get older than you. Right. But, like, (laughs) they just hadn't seen her for so long that they assumed I was her. That's super strange. Right? We just look that much alike sometimes. My mother is actually Bethamin Button. (laughs) 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 Bethany Button. I'll tell her about that. That's not a bad idea. No. (laughs) She probably wouldn't be as... Wouldn't be upset with that. Probably not. Anyways, back to you. (laughs) What did I do this week? Um, nothing very exciting. Oh. Did you watch anything cool? Um, I've been watching the Olympics still. Yeah. Because even though when this comes out, the Olympics will be over when we recorded it, they're still on. Yep. They're still But I happening. did finally get to watch curling. Yes, I saw that somehow your TV got curling on like well, the last they day. they finally put it on primetime, like... Oh, generic NBC channel because, because the U.S. was the U.S. Winning. was like won gold at 4 a.m. So they replayed it at 3 in the afternoon. So the <sighs> only time they showed it on like, except for before the opening ceremonies, was when we were in a competition for the gold. But I did get to see the Olympics. Yeah, we won, see man. see curling. I was very happy. Apparently we were some kind of underdog team. Yeah. That's what I saw in an article. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I guess they... Was the guy, I don't know if he was in the last Winter Olympics, but like they just weren't a big name yeah. because curling isn't a big sport here. So, uh, but it is. But it will be, especially after. <laughs> it is now. Especially after that. But I did have to send my sister some pictures. I will have to show you. Because <laughs> I couldn't help but notice that the uh, one of the guys on the USA team looks like a knockoff David Harbour from. Uh, Stranger Things. Oh my. So this is the guy from the USA team. Oh, yep. There it is. Oh my god. And they were playing Sweden, and I had to, like, wait till one guy got on the screen, because he's, like, the curling version of, um, Chris (laughs) Pine. 
Oh, he, yes. And I was like, Ew. this is a really interesting matchup. This is kind of a sexy sport suddenly. What happened? <laughs> what happened to curling? Like, I don't know, but I already enjoyed curling, so that curling was fun. so great. Like, it's low-key the wildest competition. It was fascinating because they were playing for the gold in an empty stadium. Like, they were the only team playing. And they had fans there, but they weren't a lot because... No, because people are going to travel. You know, people to are like, going to come to watch the curly. figure skating, but they're not going to come yeah. for curling. People aren't, like, you know, saving up for years right. to go to, like, Korea to watch curling. Right. That's not so the thing that's happening. They're playing, and they do really well, and then, like, the crowd goes wild, and then they have, like, this nice, quiet, like, congratulations, everyone. It was, like, the calmest, mm-hmm. like, sports oh, yeah, winning that curling, I've ever seen. Because curling folks are so pleasant. They are. And nice, and, like, not a rowdy crowd, apparently. And, like, politeness and, like, not talking smack about the other team is, like, it's a like, part of the part sport. Of it's just like being good to each other. I was like, of course, this is one of my favorite sports. Like everyone's yes. nice to each other, where they wear like cool pants. You have the printed crazy. <laughs> I don't really understand what's happening. I feel like but it's sh- fun. You and I should go to the curling club, the Columbus Curling Club. We should. Let's go. I will never play curling because it requires walking on ice, which is like number one fear in my life. Yeah, but it's like fake ice. Yeah, but still. There's no water underneath. But there's slipperiness, and that's the scary part. Yeah, but, like, you're wearing flat shoes and stuff. I know, but still. I can't help it. Just, like, wrap, just, like, strap some pillows to your butt, (laughs) you know, and, like, you know, wear a few layers of knee pads, and you're fine. Like, I'll just watch it. I just don't need to play. God, you never want to participate in the fun things you love. I know, it's weird. I just like to watch people have fun. (laughs) I don't need to have any fun myself, said Wesley. To herself. <laughs> like when we went to Florida and I was like, let's go in the water. You're like, I'm fine. And I was like, but there's an ocean. My toes are good. No, like, whatever. I'm going to go make friends with the sea creatures. That was my favorite part is just standing and looking at it. And I was just like, oh, you're like, sure, I'm going to go play. I'm like, I'm going to go play in it. I was like a little dolphin running around like, oh, wow. <laughs> just like part of your world reversed. And you're like, yep, yeah, I'm good. I'll just read this book and get sunburnt. <laughs> have a nice day. No, because you have the SPF 100. <laughs> I do have, like, the most ridiculous SPF. Because I feel if it's, like, I do, somewhat sunny, I'll get sunburned. <laughs> I didn't realize that they made that until I met you. And so I now bring it to Florida with me Yeah, for my tattoos. It's I, like, nice. put it on my nose and because my nose just burns mm-hmm. somehow. Like, I could be, like, perfectly tan and then, like... Red like nose. Rudolph, <laughs> and they put it on my tattoos because I don't want those to like fade, you know, as much as I can help it. Yeah. While I'm intentionally laying out in the sun, I'm like, well, I guess I'll protect my hair color and my tattoos. But do things I care about. My kneecaps, burnt. <laughs> um, I watched uh, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale on nice. Netflix. I like Joel McHale. He's great, man. It's just the soup. Yeah. On Netflix. <laughs> like, that's it. So is it, like, still a weekly release? Yeah. Or is it... So I okay. think it's Netflix's first show that they're putting out one episode each week. As opposed to dropping like a, a bundle, whole season. Which is kind of excited. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole new excited. thing for them. Um, yeah, that first episode was funny. He goes on an impromptu pre-recorded tour of Netflix studios. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and like, um, uh, a little, a- Allison from Community. Allison Brie. Yeah, Allison Brie. And yeah. then uh, the Dean show up. Oh, also. the guy who plays the Dean is the best. And they're just like, they're like, guess uh, uh, maybe we should get a new Community spinoff starring mostly the Dean and whatever characters you guys play. <laughs> He was like, and they're like, no, that's a terrible idea. We're not doing that. And they're like, guess it's six seasons and a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, Aww, it was this great. community. It was, oh, it was so good to like see them together. I was like, oh, you guys. It's really funny that the mem- like everybody from community has like a special has has something on Netflix that is like most of them. Yeah, like they're a thing on Netflix right now. Yeah, which is kind of great. Except for Chevy Chase. Well, well, mm. he kind of had a weird falling out on the show, but yeah, you know. I don't think Yvette Nicole Brown is in anything at the, big at the moment. 
Because she was on The Mayor, but it was oh, canceled. Oh, yeah. And she does voiceover for cartoons a lot. She's on some That's little kid show. That she'd be the only one without. Because she's wonderful. I really like her. Oh, then I'll bet I guess. What's he doing? Um. Where are like, they now? I feel like I've seen him <laughs> cast in something recently. Good. He was great. cast in he was in something, but I don't think it lasted. Oh Because it was like him and someone else and then um like Vanessa Hutchins or somebody mm-hmm. were in a thing for a brief moment. I don't know. Interesting that it's like the minorities other than Childish Gambino, who's doing really well, who had a career before community. Yeah. And continued a career after community. Yeah. I was like, Oh weird that you guys that they're the ones that aren't doing so hot. Just notice, world, look what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> Joe McHale was just in Columbus this weekend. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was at the Funny Bone for like really? two nights. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go. Oh, man. And I'm kicking myself now because yeah. that would have been a, a great way to spend my evening. Right? But I did not. Aww. Alas. I survived. That's an episode of I Survived right there. Uh, just recapped that for you. Um, yep, that's pretty much all I watched. I was working a lot and, uh, trying to... Oh, The Bachelor. Oh. The Bachelor's still going. I can't recap it because this episode is coming out so far in advance that when this episode comes out, I might have, like, it might be, like, finale weekend. Oh, man. Ooh, I feel like The Bachelor finale might be... Oh, I think it's the same week as the Oscars. (laughs) Of course it is. Oh, no. Wesley, (laughs) which is this week... Technically, in the timeline of podcasts Release. coming out. Oh my gosh. Oh no. I'm a what am a... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do to myself. He's probably going to pick someone boring. Because it's down to like two boring girls and a blonde who's interesting. Uh. The blonde who is interesting, Kendall is her name, I now remember. She is the most emotionally intelligent out of all of them. That's a plus. Hold on. I guess I will recap The Bachelor. <laughs> As of this recording, he sent home the southern girl who is also a Christian. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. She was like the only one whose family was like, you know, faith is a big part of this family and like it's a really big deal to us. And he was just like, oh yeah, I mean, that's cool. I'm not quite as far as along, but I'm open. And I think he was kind of like, yeah, I- don't know which is weird because she was like one of like out of the all of them i was like this girl is one of the two that make the most sense for this boring person who like i think they should just go have like a really nice basic life together and we never have to see them ever again because they're really bad at being celebrities frankly which is fine which is totally fine like go wherever but she was just like cute and had a little southern accent and all this stuff and she was like i hope he liked my family from arkansas and then he was great. And then he sent her home and I was just like, what? But he picked the girl who is the most vocal and the most challenging to him. And the one who's like, who straight up said, he was like, I need to know if you can see us together or not. Like, I need to know. And she said, there are qualities about you that I would want to marry. I cannot tell you that I am going to marry you right now. Well, that's and he picked her, which is awesome. Yeah. And also what for the show it's very like huh what do you mean you're not picking the girl who's not like yes 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 it's very strange whatever he's doing super weird he keeps like keeping women around who are challenging to him and then he gets scared and sends them home oh and he's like oh wow i really like how much you challenge me and then not that much "Ah," and then like run away but he always keeps around the other women who are like i love you i love i'm in love with you and he's like oh wow i I like that (laughs) I like that. I've never seen a man say the word like <laughs> as often as this bachelor. It's impressive. Oh dear. I listen to him and I think, do I sound that dumb? Yes. I mean, I listen to our podcast and I know I say like a lot. Like, and it's obnoxious. all the time. It's like, I don't so feel like much. I say it and then I start thinking about it. And then, like, I hear Ugh. myself and, and I'm I say like, it like four times in a sentence. Like, oh my God. Ugh. Yeah, he says that that much. I was like, whoa. What? <laughs> I'm confused. He's like an old millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's The Bachelor, everybody. This week is The Women Tell All. I don't think I'll be watching it because I... Well, I'm sorry. 
the women tell what they're contractually obligated to tell us. Oh. <laughs> and edited to be whatever they want. Yeah. Do-do-do. Yep, that's it. That's what it did. Oh no, it's yawn time. Okay. So today... Oh no! (laughs) My phone was recording that outside of the podcast. So today we entered the Tatumverse. Tatumverse! We actually found we were up to one that didn't look terrible. Oh yeah, this was like now we're getting into like the meaty meterson of his career. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. <laughs> that was super nasty description of his career. We're starting to get into the like he's a main <laughs> character because yeah. he's a heartthrob now. Yes, he's so. yes. They finally were like, oh, he can do a little more than action punchies <laughs> and dancing. and dance softs. <laughs> he could like kiss the girl. So we're getting into his, he had this stint of like rom-coms. Yeah. Which I'm happy with because Lord knows I love a good rom-com. I know, me too. Do you love a good rom-com, Bane? (laughs) He flicked his ears a little. I don't know what that means. "Mm, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're up to, I forget what number, like eight or nine. I don't know, not enough. Oh, our Channing Tatum's. Was he in? Nope, never mind. I was thinking of Childish Gambino again. I was like, was he (laughs) he in The Martian? No. Nope. That was Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you stay right where you are. You stay here. (laughs) Okay. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. His co-star for Magic Mike. I can't wait to get to Magic Mike. We're what, like six months away? Something like that. <laughs> uh, we've got a, like a comedy and like another war movie. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and so we're beginning to count how often he is a soldier. So far, most of them. I have to wonder if he, at some point in his career, went out and made this huge reel of sorry he made this big long reel of just him doing army stuff and then handed it off to the studios and was like here you can make a pretty much any movie you want and i have the b-roll done for you (laughs) let's make me a soldier i mean forever he does get to wear like nice soldier clothes so it's not the worst thing (laughs) Wait, you mean like the dress uniforms? Yeah. Oh. Oh, do you like those? Is that what you're into? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't on a decided. Sunday. I don't know. Depends on who's wearing them. Okay, girlfriend. Yes, you do. It's okay, man. Dress blues are a thing for a lot of people. They're like a. I mean, it's better like than the white thing. tank top giant t shirt look he's got in the rest of his movies. Oh, the wife lovers? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Because those are so far, like, his two looks are, like, oversized t-shirt or military. So we should recap this movie. Well, I mean, on the, <laughs> on the topic of his outfits, in, in this movie, his outfit seemed more realistic. But I also True. don't understand why they continually put him in pants that are too big for him so you can't see his butt. Like I said, it like, was 2001 is when these were set. So that was, was just it, how people wore things. Was it... When was it made? Uh, like 2007. No. We're that 2010. late. No, we're that 2010. No, we're that late in his career and we're still not even to like any of the good stuff? Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. We've when did, still uh... got, we've still got until 2012 when Magic Mike comes out. Uh, when did, um, uh, the other rom-com he was in with Rachel McAdams? 2012. Got so long because this is like the height of like Tatum, yeah. Where like Pete, yeah. Like, 2011, a lot of he was in like three or four movies. We're like approaching peak Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> we're on we're on the definite upswing right now. We've got at least two more military slash cop movies. No, stop making him a cop. <laughs> it is so played out. Unless it's Tatum Jump Burst. Street, and then I'm fine with him being a cop. He could handcuff me all day. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. Uh, 21 Jump Street, the most inaccurate portrayal of its, like, source material. Oh, uh, yes. So, this year, 
today. <laughs> yeah, let's maybe get back on track a tiny bit. We watched Dear John. Yes. A movie that I thought had Miley Cyrus in it, but no, but no. that was one with a Hemsworth. <laughs> Same <Because> cover. <laughs> they're all based on Peeps Nicholas on a beach. Sparks novels. Yeah. Peeps on beaches. Yeah. I think Nicholas Sparks really enjoys the beach. Probably. You know? That's like, like his like fave. He's done a the lot. The South of... and or the beach. Or both. Yeah, he really loves like beach towns. And like yeah. ocean towns. I wonder where he's from. Coastal Googling. towns. Is that what they're called? Yes. There was that other one with Julianne Huff in it where she was running away and she was hanging out with what's his face. Yeah. Like Chisel McGee. <laughs> 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 Channing Tatum's cousin, Chiseled McGee. Uh, <laughs> so this movie is the movie that he's. Oh, he was born in Nebraska. That does not translate Bain, to no. So this coastal movie towns essentially is about. Uh, uh, he is a soldier. <laughs> he is home on leave, and. He, uh, I don't know, is just kind of, like, doing doing whatever, and he meets Amanda Seyfried. Mm-hmm. What was her character name? Savannah. Savannah. I'm so glad you remember character names, because I <laughs> never do. I mean, and Chisel McGee is fine. <laughs> Chisel McGee. I don't remember that guy's name. Josh. His first name's probably Josh. <laughs> Wait, which, which one was that? Uh, I don't know. Hang on, I had Julian Huff. Whatever. Anyways, so Channing Tatum. Because there Tatum, is one guy named Josh that was in one of his movies, so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so... Is it Safe Haven? Yes. And I'm pretty sure that one's with... Yeah, that one has Josh Duhall. Boom! His name is Josh. Chiseled McGee. He also plays a lot of military dudes. Yeah, he does. Slash oh, rom-coms with military dudes. So, uh, Channing anyway. Tatum meets Amanda Seyfried. She drops her bag, and whatever guy that she's not dating is just being, like, not helpful. So he jumps in, gets her bag, and she's like, Hey, a bunch of us are having a barbecue. Can I, like... You, like, you want to just come hang out as, like, you know, like, thank you. And yeah. And he was like, yeah, okay. So, they make friends and stuff, and he's like, can we do this again? And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. So then they, like, start dating and kind of getting to know each other, and they're real, real sweet. And, uh, and then they fall in love, and they make out in the rain in an unfinished house. And <laughs> Which aside... we never go back to. I kind of wanted to know what that house looked like when Wait, it was done. No, isn't that the house that she was living in? I didn't think so. Like the one that they just kept showing at the end of the the movie? Maybe. Also, Nicholas Sparks seems to have things about houses. Because in the notebook, there Mm -hmm. was that big mansion. The McMansion. Mm -hmm. It was not a McMansion. (laughs) He's not a Bluth. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, aside from Splinters, that was pretty steamy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they fall in love and they're like, you know, it's like summertime and you know they have the beach and they're falling in love and we meet these other characters there's tim allen (laughs) tim and allen yeah um tim is like a a family friend he's a widower and he has this son who doesn't really talk to a lot of people is he autistic Mm -hmm. is the kid okay so the child is autistic um and they're really close to like amanda's family and you know she's really taken on sort of like a a big sister role so we meet the other side characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still that boy from the beach. The, like, yeah. whatever dude. Does he have a name? Uh, Probably Michael or something. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> uh, he, Jake, one of those Whatever names. dude. Just like, you know, a guy who wears polos. Is right. him. Yep. He's around. He's super jealous of Channing because what man wouldn't feel inferior around Channing Tatum if he was, you know, if you were like, I'm interested in this girl. And then Channing Tatum shows up you're and like, like, well, but I'm interested in this girl. And you're just like, well, uh, I guess I'm done being interested in this girl because I ain't got a shot. Uh, unless Channing Tatum, you know, was awful. <laughs> But I guess he's not, because he's great. So, um, and then we also meet Channing Tatum's dad. What's his dad's name? Pops? He ca- Yeah, I, he, they just call him Mr. Pop or Mr. Tyree the whole time. I don't think we ever hear his first name. Yeah, something real. Oh, Bill. Bill. It was Bill. Bill, Bill Tyree. Yes. yes. Bill right. gave birth to, what's Channing's name? John. John. <laughs> you know, like the wow. title of the movie. Oh, I forgot. Okay, yeah, so Bill, uh, John, son of Bill. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't introduce ourselves that way anymore. Oh, good, yeah. So we meet um, his dad. You can talk about his father. 
Yeah, so they, um, she wants to meet his dad because he tells her that he lives with his dad. And she, he's like, eh, he doesn't talk much. Like, it might be weird, but sure. So they go meet his dad, and his dad's a very, like, fastidious person. He's very, like, I'll take care of the dishes. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I want them a certain way. Like, I'll do it. And mm -hmm. it's very, like, they their relationship isn't very close. Like, they explain that later. But, um, basically, so his dad collects coins. And so he has this big coin collection, mm -hmm. and when she comes over to meet him, like, they have a whole, like, conversation about coins, and Channing just keeps being like, well, you don't have to talk, like, we can, we can go, and she's like, no, 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 like, I really want to hear what's going on. So they have a whole nice conversation. Like, yeah. It's great, uh, where, like, Channing's like, Ooh. He's like, is this, uh, And she's uh, like, no, 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 she's it's like, good, no, it's I really, great. I'm interested. So, like, she starts hanging out with him and his dad and like comes over for like Sunday lasagna lunches and his dad sets her a place at the table and like mm -hmm. it gets really cute. It gets super super cute. So they spend a couple weeks together in the summer. They super fall in love and mm -hmm. he's like well time for me to go back to the army and it's time for you to go back to college. Let's write letters. Yeah. So there's a bunch of letter writing and they're like I love you. I miss you. Because it's 2001. You. Yes. And there's not like satellite internet to yeah. wherever he's stationed overseas. Yeah. But he can't tell her where she he yeah. is. They're all like, I love you, I miss you, I love you, I miss you. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so what's the story about you and your strained relationship with your dad? Like, yeah. he seems great and really loves you. Like, what's up? Yeah. So he tells the story of how when he was a kid, he found this coin and uh, they took it to a coin collector and he was like, this is one of the rarest coins and currently it's worth $4,000. Yeah. You should keep well, it. the first time they go to somebody who tries to swindle them out of it. Yeah. And his dad's like, mm, no, use a no. dick. <laughs> so then they go somewhere else and they're like, yeah, this is super important. And because of that, his dad starts coin collecting. Yes. Yeah. And then his dad spent a ton of time and money on coin collecting and, like, mm -hmm. kind of wasn't paying the bills super well. So then it strained their relationship because Channing was like, dude, this is a hobby. Like, you can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it kind of, like, shut down their relationship and they didn't really have much to talk about after that. Yeah. So that's the basics of that story. Yeah. Of that portion of the storyline and that was just showing like oh Channing Tatum is a vulnerable man in yeah the and you also saw like before he left that like he and Savannah had an argument on the beach oh yeah I forgot because about that. she brought up the fact that she thought his dad was autistic because she knows this little boy who is and like mm -hmm. is studying something at school that's related yeah I don't remember what and he gets really offended and upset about it but really she's just like no. She's just trying to help. Yeah, she's like, no, we could, and you like, know, he could have help. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't go very well, and then they make up, and it's fine. But I think he sees his dad in, a, like, a little bit of a different light after that, where it's not so much, like, My dad's weird and annoying, as but, much like, as, like, oh, like, like there's obviously something up he's with always my dad. known, like, that's how his dad is, but now he understands, like, why oh. he does the things he does. Yeah, and less of, like, my dad's embarrassing me, and more of, like, oh, this is central to who he is and yeah. how he operates in the world and yeah. how he doesn't see things. This cat is purring so loud. I'm afraid it's going to get in the mic. It's going to be adorable if it does. So just like this, this is a different cat than the background one earlier. Purr. No, this about. is Tallulia. Tallulia came up for pet. Ooh. Oh. Probably really got a nice... <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> got a nice I'll boop out of that one. hold the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so they're writing letters back and forth. Yeah, they're writing letters, and then 9-11 happens, yeah. and his uh, little squad is all like, we want to re-up our commitments, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he goes back home for a couple days. And yeah, they is, all take a weekend to think about it. Yeah, to like work it out. So they go back home for a couple days, and he talks to her, and she's like, this is so annoying. She like... uh, has a big party, and you know, was like, come be with, come, you know, be with my come family. Visit, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The main part. Wow, cat. <laughs> the be main loud. part is that, <laughs> yeah, you're the loudest cat, and you're silent. <laughs> is that uh, she overhears him saying something about the army to like a bunch of like rich white dudes, and uh, she's like, what in the world? Like, did you re-up? Like, do I not have a say in this? I don't understand. And he's just like, I just need you to tell me what you want and I'll do it. Like, yeah. that's all I need. And then she goes, come with me. And then they have sex in a barn. <laughs> and because I was like, there cool. are horses. She's a horse girl. It's fine. Yeah. No, that's great. Like, the sex in the barn sounds great. <laughs> 
what doesn't make any sense is he's just like, please tell me what you want. Please tell me what you want. She's like, I want to do the, the big nasty. <laughs> it was not, it was very tame from what I can tell. Missionary position all night long. <laughs> all night long. We're going to have to put an explicit tag on this one. <laughs> it's fine. No, it was just like pleasant Nicholas Sparks. It was fine. Sex, yeah. sexiness. It was a know? PG-13 movie. It there was... was nothing scandalous. No, we saw his freckles. On his back. And that was... That was the most scandalous. Wow! (laughs) They didn't even put makeup on him. Uh, He's a real man who has melanoma. Uh, I don't know what melanoma is. I just realized as I said that. I'm so sorry, everyone. Sorry to offend the melanomans out there. (laughs) Ah! That's how that is used. Okay, so, anyways. So, then they, like, don't talk about it. And he just goes back and, like, re-enlists for two more years. Yeah, so you see, in that time, like, uh, they tried, they invited his dad to come along to the party to meet her family, and, like, he got dressed up, and, like, got in the car, and, like, got partway there. Made meatloaf. Made meatloaf, because it was Saturday, and couldn't do it. He just, like, he tried, because he knew it was important to his son, but, like, he just couldn't do it. And then, um, his dad does show up at the airport. To say goodbye. To say goodbye right before he goes back. Yeah. Which, for him, was to go to, like, deal? a really public, crowded place was, was a, a really deal. big deal. Yes. So, Cheney goes back to the military, and they keep writing letters, and then the letters slow down, and then the letters stop for a minute, and he's all like, what's going on? And, uh, basically, he gets a letter. A Dear John letter. A Dear John. He gets a Dear John. <laughs> You didn't pick up on that before? <laughs> no, I did. I, I, like, I knew the whole time that this was coming, and I'm just like, really, Nicholas? A little on the nose there, naming him John. Oh, right on the kitten's nose. <sighs> the little kitty's nose. Uh, and she's just like, my life is meaningless without you. So, bye. I'm, <laughs> P.S. I'm engaged. Right. Essentially, <laughs> essentially. So he burns all the letters, and he's like, like, I'm... I'll just make a career out of this. Like, I don't need to go home. I don't want to do it. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm super out and devastated. I'm hurt. I'm going to go run away because that will solve my problems. I'm a man. Was I assume he's in a monologue. (laughs) Uh, And then he was like, okay, so Sloppy Joe's now? Uh, That's what Channing Tatum said. That was in the script. (laughs) So he's off doing his thing for a few years and being in the military and he gets a notification that like his dad is like hella sick and he's got to go home. Yeah. So he goes home and he writes his dad a letter and I fell asleep while he was reading. Well, okay. So the thing with that letter, spoiler, is at the beginning of the movie, they have that monologue. It's like, right before I was shot, I had this thought and then I thought of you. And then you immediately meet Savannah. So you assume that he wrote her this passionate letter about, like, I thought I was dying and you were the first person I thought of. But you find out that that's the letter he wrote his dad and that he reads to his dad in the hospital. Plot twist! Yeah. Romantic dads! (laughs) And that's when it got super sad because then Uh... you just have, like, sad Channing sitting next to his dad in a hospital bed. He Channinged all over his own Tatum. He did. Just, like, crying. (laughs) Channing tears. His dad just, like, like, he just, like, they have a really emotional moment. You're just like, no, you can't cry. Like, then I'll cry. It's bad. (laughs) Cry, cry, cry. Dad dies. So they have this real nice moment, and then dad passes away. Sorry, I just cut right to it. (laughs) Dad dies, and, uh, yeah. So dad dies, and at some point he goes in, and he's like, well, I should go visit Savannah, because... To at least tell her, I guess, that... I don't know. Or, like, you know, tie up loose ends, or... Because, as we all know from the notebook, going to see your ex is a good idea. Always. Always. Uh, right? So he's... Nicholas Sparks. Good old Nick, who's like, let's make love triangles out of nothing. So he hops over, and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's your dad? And then he's quiet, and she's like, he's dead! And I'm like, man, you all y'alls and your assumptions are getting, like, real serious. So they, like, you know, have dinner, and are chatting away, and she's like, she gets a phone call. She's like, well, John is here. Yeah, John Tyree, like, okay, cool, I love you, bye. 
she's like, he wants to see you. Like, clearly talking to her husband. And he realizes, seeing a photograph on the mantle, she didn't marry Polo Polo Josh. (laughs) (laughs) She married Tim, the father of, like, the autistic child who she was really close to. Mm -hmm. And he is just... And, like, and Tim and John had been... Kind of friends, yeah. Yeah, like, they were, you know... They were friends enough. As much as those they two were friend, sad men could friendly. be. Yeah, they weren't like... As much as quiet men can be friends, yeah. they were friends. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, oh, oh man, like, you married a really good guy instead of that polo hat. <laughs> <laughs> polo shirt. That you married. <laughs> That's a new insult. Polo, polo shirt. <laughs> There's uh... polo over here. <laughs> uh... So they go to... So then, yeah, then he finds out that not only did she marry the good guy, he has since got cancer. He's... Toad's dying. Like, real hard. So I don't... I think he might be at, like... Lymphoma, right? I can't tell if it's a hospital or, like, a very fancy, like, rehab rehab facility. Because it looked very high-end. It was really strange. Very fancy. That whole living situation didn't make sense that, like, why is the son not at home? Why is he off at the facility all day long? I don't know. I they didn't explain all of that. Uh, it was a little confusing. It was super weird. Anyways, basically they go to visit Tim and Tim and Tatum to have a moment together, yeah. and he's like, "Dude, you must want to kick my butt." And he's like, "Not much I can do about it right now, man. Like you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> like what am I gonna do?" He's just like, "I'm so sorry. I always meant to tell you, like." I'm so sorry the way that everything went down. Mm-hmm. Like, that really sucks. Like, I just, I've, you know, I've never felt good about that. Yeah. Um, but now I know that Alan will always be taken care of. Yeah. And, you know, like, she's great and we could be pals again and stuff. And yeah. So, she and Tatum have dinner and then they end up having, like, a real, like, an actual conversation and not just like, what are you doing? How's life? Right. <laughs> where, where do you get your shoes now? Like. <laughs> right, yeah. Tell me about your manicurist. Like. <laughs> Those aren't the conversations they're having. No. He's suddenly like, why didn't you call me? Yeah. Like, was I not worth enough that you could call instead of just write that letter and that be the end of it? And yeah. I never hear from you again. Yeah. She was like, do you have any idea how hard this was for me? And like, I never wanted to do this. And like, Tim got sick and Tim needed me and Alan needed me. And I didn't feel like I had a choice. And like, it was torture having you gone. And I didn't know who I was, and I didn't know what I was doing, and, like, mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing. She keeps saying, I didn't have a choice. And I'm like, oh, you made every choice. Yeah. So that's really poor writing, Nicholas Sparks. Like, that was just terrible. I was like, nope, don't see that. Like, your, uh, your argument has really got a lot of holes in there. Yeah. She Bullet also holes. had a choice to explain why she made those decisions mm-hmm. and chose not to. Yeah. Because it could have gone so much differently if she'd have been like, hey, this is why I'm getting engaged. It could have gone so much differently if she had said, I want you to stay home and I do not want you to re-up your contract. Yeah. Like, instead of saying, don't I have a choice? What about me? Let's have sex. (laughs) If she had just (laughs) said, this is what I want. In order for us to, like, stay in this relationship, this is what I feel like I need from you. Yeah. And, like, just said that much. And then he can make his choice. Right. You know? Like, but at least he knows exactly what she wants. There's no gray area. There's no, we'll see how it works. Like, uh. Anyway, so they had that conversation and stuff. And they, like, had a nice time and went over memories. And, like, you know, kind of cleared the air together. And uh, he went back to the military. And, oh, he, oh, sorry. Before, yeah. He had to wrap up his father's estate. And he went to that coin collector that told them, like, yo, you have a hella coin in your pocket yeah <laughs> I, again direct quotes guys <laughs> this park's got he had like a weird phase in 2000 whatever 2010 yeah uh and he they, they went back to that guy and Channing was like you not might not remember me but like my father was bill tyree and i you know i'm gonna sell you his coin collection and you know you just gotta keep all of the mules together a mule apparently this is also an educational movie. A mule is a coin that was essentially, like, messed up in the mint. Yeah. I think specifically it might be ones that are half one coin, half the other. So, like, the special coin that he has is a nickel on one side, but misprinted with a penny on the yeah. other. 
So I think, and I'm not a coin expert, I but I think that's specifically what a mule is because a, like, a farm animal mule is a mix between two other farm animals. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. So I think that's why it's called that. Again, not a coin collector. Don't know that for a fact. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in Noom... Is Maddox okay? Numismatics okay. A mule is a coin or metal minted with a verse and reverse designs, not normally seen in the same piece. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. These can be international or produced intentional or produced by error. This type of error is highly sought after, and examples can fetch high prices from collectors. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, because they have a, an example here of like it's a quarter on one side, but it got printed with like a one dollar on right, the other because they were right. the same size. So what is um if you were like an, the animal mule, like what combination is it? A mule. So I feel like it might be between a horse and a donkey. I'm not positive. The offspring of a donkey and a horse. Yeah. Strictly a male donkey mm-hmm. and a female horse, typically sterile and used as a beast of burden. A hybrid plant or animal, especially a sterile one. Yeah. Uh, so then what's it? The other way around. The other way is a... Pony. No. It's a... Oh, shoot. There is a word for it. An ass. Kind of. Like, there's a, there's another... Because there's a mule and a... Oh, shoot. I know that there's a word. So, like... A hinny. Okay, that's not what I knew, thought it was. <laughs> a hinny is a domestic equine, 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 hybrid that is the offspring of a male horse, a stallion, and a female donkey, a jenny. Oh. It is a, it is the reciprocal process of the more common mule, which is the product of a yeah yeah yeah. Okay, cool. So well, a mule and a hinny. Hinny. So a, a jenny. it's a horse and a gen a jenny make a hinny. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Huh. A stallion and a jenny. That could probably be a Nicholas Farm Sparks facts. book. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. Wow! There was an episode of My Favorite Murder not too long ago where they were talking about cows and then someone who listens happens to also, like, teach something about cows. Oh. Guess we're watching. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A video just popped up on my phone that said donkeys are different. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not watching that live. <laughs> nope, we're not. Nope, nope, nope. Um, okay, so anyway, so he's selling his coin collection with his fancy mule coin. Yeah, so he's like, here, you can have all the coins. I just got to, like, how much is that kind of thing going to be worth? Like, I want you to have them. You got to keep all the mules together. I don't care how you sell them or you keep them. Like, mm-hmm. you got to keep them all together. Also, you know, I'm going to give you everything but one. Yeah. And it was the, like, super... Super valuable, which is the probably... original one from when he was a little boy. Yeah, that started the coin collection and everything. Yeah. So we find out that uh, over the course of you know letters that they, she wrote him a letter that is like the voiceover of like mm-hmm. the end of the movie. She's like a few weeks after you left, we got an anonymous donation, which I assume was not an anonymous donation. It's very obvious that it was him, but yeah, he didn't say. Yeah, it was super clear that, yeah. like, oh, he sold the coin collection and threw a bunch of money at his ex-girlfriend's husband yeah. to get better. That's fine. And she's like, it didn't, like, it gave us some more time together. Yeah. So. He uh, got to come home and not be in the hospital. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it gave them, like, time. Um, so he got to come home for a couple months before Tim died. Tim got to come home and... She's just talking about like time, and then I started singing "Tale as Old as Time" and <laughs> and then, is his goatee. Yeah, because time passes. Time and you passes. You can tell not just because of the date stamp, but because he has terrible yes. facial hair now. Well, it wasn't terrible. It just was just still a weird. goatee. In two thousand ten, a goatee was you know kind of a thing. That's I guess. true. It it was happening. Uh, it's how you can tell that a man is aged is he's put <laughs> hair on his face because that's, that's what that's you movie do. Trope right there when you're like. <laughs> Dad trope is facial hair, I guess. Like, oh, I'm older now. Look at the hair on my face. I'm no longer 26. Oh, yeah, because he was like 21, his character. No. In the early part. Because he was born in 1980, and in 2001, he was in 9-11. 
He was like a tiny baby at the beginning of the movie. Oh, he was a big baby. This <laughs> 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 got real weird. Oh, wow. He was only 21. Wow. Yeah, that would make so sense. So he would have been like 27, 28 by the end. Yeah. Yeah. So the dudes in polos make a lot more sense. Now. Right. So... Yeah, so she's like, we had time, and, you know, that was great, and I, I don't know where you are, what you're doing, and I know I lost the right to know any of that, but I hope you're doing really well, and uh, this and that, and yeah. we find out that he's kept that coin, and so, you know, he just has it on him at all times, and is, mm-hmm. like, using it to, like, flip coins in the military, and I'm like, dude, that thing's, like, a million dollars, maybe, like, half a million, but that's a lot of money right there, yeah. like, that's an expensive coin, and you're just, like, willy-nilly out in Qatar. <laughs> Flipping it. Flipping coins in the Benghazi desert. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying All that words. geography is probably wrong. It's but... fake news. <laughs> yeah, and then... So at the end, we see him with the facial hair, and they, like, running to each other. At, like, a cafe. Yeah. And you know they, like, totally were together forever after that, where she was like, I needed a break to... My cat is inside of my couch. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel it scratching on my butt and I'm real worried about it. Um, Yeah, so they uh, live happily ever after. Supposedly. Yeah. Dear John. Uh, Yep, that's 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 the synopsis of that movie. Yep. This is also the movie some of you listeners will remember from uh, back when we started the Training Tatum marathons. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, I, I didn't like Channing Tatum at first when he first came out in Step Up because his character in Step Up reminded me and looked an awful lot like a guy that I was dating at the time. Right. Who then went to the Air Force and we wrote letters for Mm -hmm. all summer. And then he came back at Christmas break and, uh, dumped me. Nice. Which was super weird Mm. because he wasn't really my boyfriend, but we were like right. writing letters to each other and sending each other like he sent me a birthday gift yeah and like we were going to go on a double date when he came like it was right right we were together right as much as you could be together with someone who's like apart, yeah. off in Texas yeah. uh, at training um so so when dear john came out uh dear this was 2010 mm-hmm. so this would have been I guess four years after the thing with the with yeah. the guy in the Air Force. Yeah. And um, it was really it was just really upsetting to be like this Channing Tatum guy <laughs> is back, and he's in a movie that sounds an awful lot like what I went through, and I really didn't ever want to see it. I had yeah. never seen this movie. I'd seen a part of this movie. I had only seen the part, the part of this movie when she writes him the breakup letter mm-hmm. up to I think dad dying was like yeah. all that I'd seen essentially. Yeah, and that was all I cared to see because the Notebook is superior. <laughs> <laughs> as far as rom coms, as far as like the Spark stories go, the Notebook is obviously the best one. I'm a fan of A Walk to Remember. Oh, I forget that that's Nicholas Sparks because yeah, it was... That was his first movie. Because it was so good mm-hmm. that I don't think it was Nicholas Sparks. And I... So, for that movie, random side note, that was based a little bit off of his sister's real life. Oh, yeah. I heard that it was, like, based on a... So, I feel like trish. that one was best because it had more truth in it. Yeah, we're now Whereas the rest like... of these are, like, how can we formulaically have a romance and also lots of sad stuff. Yes. Have a romance with probably three people involved and someone dies. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we make sure that all those things are in play? Yeah. Or that someone is running away from their problems. Yeah. And I, like, I was telling you earlier, like, I read a couple of their, of his books in high school because, (laughs) like, A Walk to Remember had come out and, like, it was a thing and I was like, oh, I want to read some of, like, The Notebook had been published. I was like, I should read these. And all of them are so sappy like that. There's always letters. There's always someone dead. It's always sad. I mean, I watched Remember was like every Christian girl's favorite movie for a while. It was like... Because it was the only rom-com out that like had a a fairly pleasant portrayal of a Christian girl. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a sleepover movie when I was in high school. Can I say this about my dad real quick though? Sure. So dad... 
Whenever a controversial feminist movie came out, my dad might want to sit down and watch it with me at a young age so that he could explain maybe why it could be problematic. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think he just wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting some wild wild ideas in my head. Yeah. So we watched A Walk to Remember together as a family, and he, like, paused it periodically and was like, now let's talk about that scene we just saw. And I was no. like, what? And the scene where she gets sassy with what's-his-face on the front porch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, that scene where he comes over, or he's mean to her at school. Yeah, and yeah. He comes over and he's like, "Oh, I thought we could, you know, be secret friends." And she's like, "No, <laughs> bye." And like closes the door. And my dad was like, "Now, that is rude." And I'm sitting here like, "Yeah, but isn't that establishing boundaries?" Like at 13, I'm right? Like, but do I have to be nice to everybody all the time? Like, is that really what Jesus wants? Because I feel like Jesus flipped some tables. Yeah. <laughs> well-meaning table flipping going right, on in the right, Bible. I'm right. like, didn't he get super pissed off and was like, you need to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're really, like, not doing uh, what I instructed and, like, you're being a real dick so you can go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like... Also, that's a paraphrase of Jesus. <laughs> I feel like if Jesus was around today, he would call people dicks. <laughs> in a really loving way. Like, <laughs> a really bro, loving way. <laughs> just like, dude. Don't be no. a jerk. But, like, why... Why are you wearing such a polo shirt? (laughs) Why are you wearing that polo shirt? A. B. I made Birkenstocks cool. Okay. (laughs) Jesus made my own Birkenstocks. (laughs) This is getting real blasphemous. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll stop there. But I remember watching A Walk to Remember with my dad and being like, can I just watch a movie, please? That and Juno were two that I remember that he wanted to like watch with me to make sure I was like... That I wasn't just, like, absorbing every bit of media I took in as, like, absolute truth, which is understandable, because I was a very, uh, uh, I don't know, easily influenced child, I guess. (laughs) I was just ready to be influenced. Impressionable, young lady. Yeah. So I'm like, I get it. But yeah, I want to remember was one that I was like, all right, why can't I watch this at a sleepover? I'm confused. (laughs) Uh, but now I love it. Yeah. I feel <laughs> I like my that. parents were the opposite in that kind of regard, where they were like, sure, why did you even ask if you could watch Titanic? Like, <laughs> Why? Just, why? we'd yeah. rather you watch it with your friends than us. <laughs> that we would don't want to watch this movie, you weirdo. <laughs> donkeys are different. Twenty <laughs> Donkeys are different. Lord. Uh, um, yeah, so, so yeah. there's that. So Nicholas Sparks. So Nicholas Sparks. Is this the first Sparks movie we've watched? Yeah, I think so. Well, we made it a whole year, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think there's any more on our list unless we specifically choose to watch them. Uh, The Vow. Oh, yeah, that will come up later. Is that a Nicholas Sparks movie? I think so. I mean, it's Sparks-ish, but it was also based on a true story. That was based on a true story, and everyone is super upset about it still because it was based on an actual couple, but the actual couple was Christian, and they oh. didn't want to make it a Christian movie. Of course. And so they had to pretend that that wasn't a factor. Weird. Now that would be wouldn't interesting have sold, to have that conversation. Because it wouldn't have sold movie tickets. Right. Because it would have been um, courageous or whatever that movie was with that love story. Fireproof? Yes. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of, which I didn't see. My dad and Robin went to see Fireproof on their first date. That's real cute. That's so gross. Uh, I hate it. I was like, boy, I used wow. to work for uh, a Christian radio station in college because I went to a Christian school and mm-hmm. they had like a student-run radio station <laughs> that was for the community and the community loves it. Like, oh. it's a big deal. Oh, I'm sure. But um, they were always promoting and would have movie, like, they would always take large groups of women from the community and like pre-sale tickets to watch it at the local theater whenever Mm -hmm. any of those movies came out yeah so like there were plenty of posters and t-shirts and things of all of those movies i'm pretty sure sure the uh station directors got to go to the set of one of them being filmed whoa yeah uh uh, it was a big something about the giants it was a big deal wow but um I, wow. The one thing I remember, though, about Fireproof is that, wasn't Kirk Cameron in that one? You bet! And he wouldn't kiss the woman who was playing his wife in the movie 
whenever he kisses her, his own wife is a stand-in. Because he didn't feel like he could, as a Christian man, kiss the actress. It wasn't his wife. I'm neutral. Yeah. Part <laughs> like, of me's like, okay, but... Also, it's your job. Yeah. So, like, this is what... what you do, and you don't have to... And also, it's not sexual, if unless you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so talk you... about sexual harassment. I mean, it's very <laughs> much that, like... But um... it's also, like, I, like, admire the level to which uh, you would go forthright into faithfulness. Right. <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. kind of remind me, though, of... Was it... They call it... Was it the Billy Graham rule... Maybe. Um, the thing where, like, they... Make room for Jesus? No, it's the... <laughs> it's a different one. The thing where, like, men and women can't be alone together. Oh, is that like, a Billy Graham rule? I think that's what they unofficially called it. Oh. Was, like, you can't be alone together with someone who isn't your spouse, just in case something bad might happen. Right. Yeah, And I there's a whole argument between, like, on one hand, like... It's admirable. Yes, because you would the, be above reproach. Right. But on the other hand... It's terrifying. You are now sexualizing all these situations that didn't need to be sexualized. Yeah. That's I just counted the offering alone today with a married man. And I had the specific moment where I was like, I am alone in a locked office with a married man. Right. And then, but he, we were talking about personal taxes and we were counting offering and um there was a window and everybody kept bothering us anyways and like coming to the door right so i was like do we leave it locked do we unlock the door and risk money just being out and about like right yeah so it was this moment where i internally was thinking about it and was Mm like huh i'm breaking like a cardinal rule of churchgoers and i also like nobody cares yeah so it's It's this weird it's really interesting because i know like um i forget who wrote about this I know I read it somewhere though where they were saying like that's why because of that rule then any situation where you're one-on-one with the opposite gender becomes sexually charged when it doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. so like going to casually have coffee with a male friend of yours Mm -hmm. becomes what's going on tension and like our you know that's why are you making good choices right that's why like christian dating is complicated because Because. so many people are like oh he asked me to coffee do you think he wants to marry me and they're like no like it's coffee i think he wants to to have coffee, wants to have with, coffee you. with you. I like, think he's just like, what? That's an interesting person. Yeah. They like to pick their brain about a topic. Yeah. Because men are really like, I want to, I want to talk to a person about a logical thing. Right. Or they're like, I want to have sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's and the so, only thing that they can do, I guess. Like, yeah. They can't they, have friends. <laughs> also, like, how demeaning to men is that? To right? an extent, yeah. Oh lord. But, but also, the they were thing. like, the other side of that coin is. That means women are excluded from so many places they should be because they're not allowed in a space that men are allowed in. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, like, in your job, mm-hmm. if you can't take a business trip with a female colleague because it could be a problem that you have dinner together... It could be a problem if you decide to rape this person. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> or it could not be a problem saying, if like, you decide... Not to. Right. Wow. By by implementing that rule, now she does not have the opportunity to excel in her career the way she could if she were a man. It's a whole fascinating I love it. Thing. I love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Billy Graham. I know you just passed away, but like... Billy Graham was wonderfully problematic. Yes. That is a very good way to explain him. Like, big props. Like, huge movement. What an, an incredible, like, life this man lived. Also. But also. Sometimes he said some stuff, he said some stuff about, like, uh, uh, I don't know. He's like, I can't say for sure, but maybe AIDS is punishment. I was like, what? Yeah, like, there's some things Those where things where I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's real problematic, but. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, and then we can move on. <laughs> okay. Last night, I stayed in my car until 1 a.m. Yeah. listening to an NPR se- like segment yeah. on the 
uh, daughter of one of the leaders of the Westboro Baptist Church. The one who left? Mm -hmm. Such a fascinating story. They had a whole segment on her, and, like, they let this guy into the Webter, like, the Westboro Baptist, Mm -hmm. like, segment to, like, interview them and, like, talk with people Mm -hmm. about, like, you know, like, talk to one of her cousins and to talk to her dad and stuff, and I was just Mm -hmm. like, what? It was super cool, and I was just listening to it, like, no way. Oh, like, yeah. no stinking way, it's man. It's crazy. I haven't heard her interview, but... Oh, The man. whole story, like, the whole... Even just the circumstances around the story. Yeah. Where she realizes that, like, this is not cool. Yeah, she... And, like, she started to question estranges, like, is completely estranged from her family, yeah. right? She started to question everything, and then um, she said that her... She figured out that it was the best time for her to leave when her family was all out of town picketing. Like, they were all off yeah. protesting somewhere. Yeah. So she, like, had a, a friend, I think, that she might have left with or something. Possibly. Like, help her pack her bags and stuff. And she was like, I went. She was, like, getting everything together. She's grabbed, you know, whatever she could right. while she, you know, had the moment. Essentials while she had time. Yeah. And she went back up to her room to do one final sweep. And a text came in from her mom that said, are you having a nice day? She was like, and I threw the phone on the bed and I left. I was like, oh, my lord. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is insane. But the interview with her father, he was just like, yeah, I'm glad that you guys are getting along. And, you know, like, I'm glad you get along with my daughter. And, or I don't think he even called her, her, his daughter. Right. He said Libby. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm glad that, you know, you guys are getting along. Um, I mean, I haven't spoken to her for, you know, a long time. And he's like, well, why not? She's like, what? He was just like, well, I'm here and she knows where I am and. You know, like, she's, you know, believing whatever she believes and doing whatever she does, and I, and I guess that's okay. It was really interesting to hear the difference mm-hmm. if you, he was talking about someone that he didn't know. Right. That these people don't know that would be so distanced from them. Yeah. And they begin, you know, and they would be so hateful. But his own daughter, there's even a... There's a more of an a, understanding. A yeah. softness of, like, well, she's doing whatever she's doing. And she knows that I'm here, and I would love to talk to her, mm-hmm. but, like, I, no. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, that's deep. Yeah. Fascinating. So fascinating. So fascinating. I love it. Anyways, Dear John, everybody. It's our religious podcast side note for the day. <laughs> <laughs> We've, like, become, like, a quasi-religious podcast. It's kind of great, though. I like those conversations. I'm really down for that. How many Channing Tatum's do you give this movie? <laughs> I'm gonna give it four. There's nothing in it that's like, oh god, oh. It's just like yeah, it was. I'm gonna give it five because it was just average. It's a movie you could watch on a Sunday and fall asleep halfway through. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was fine. It was. I would say these movies aren't necessarily plaid though. No, because they don't really wrap up at the end. It kind of leaves things open weirdly. But we did have a whole conversation about how much acting Channing can do with just his jawline. So that gives it an extra point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, uh, like, like, somehow he just, like, emotes with his jaw face acting. differently. Like, yeah. Like, he's sad and his, like, jaw moves. And he's, like, nervous and he swallows more. And you're just like... <laughs> but his, but the top of his face doesn't move no. much. It's, like, bottom half. Yeah. Like, all mouth. Nothing else <laughs> happens. It's just weird. It's super strange. Yeah. So it's an average. Donkeys are different. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. Yeah. That's the, uh... So, yeah. That's pretty average. It was a not terrible training movie. Yeah, it was fine. And maybe, like... We've seen some... This is probably the best so far. Mm Mm-hmm. That we've... Well, no. She's the Man was great. She's the Man was great. (laughs) And I did really like his acting in the other one where he played a soldier, the one in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... That felt good. Like, he did a... His character was really interesting in that movie. Was he cho- showing his chops <laughs> with his mouth acting? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. There's that. So... There's that whole thing. Cool. Um, we good? You want to wrap it up? Yeah. I think I have uh, things to talk about, so... Great. Yeah. Dear John, everybody, don't write letters. Mm, that's not the moral of the story. <laughs> moral of the story is write letters to your loved ones. Actually. Yeah, it was. That's pretty much the moral is 
Write letters, don't fall in love in the summer. It'll never last. <laughs> Unless it's the notebook. <laughs> and even then it'll be tumultuous and there won't be any pizza involved. <laughs> <laughs> I say that for one reason, because somebody made a gif of the part from the notebook where Ryan Gosling is like, <laughs> like, he's, they're out in the car and he was like, he was like, you and me together always that's what i want and then they like go over and he's just talking to a pizza <laughs> like they replace her face with pizza he's like you and me together always that's what i want <laughs> it's pizza. pizza so i say that because the notebook did not involve pizza nope. and it's a tragedy for that reason alone uh, if you find any of this remotely interesting, <laughs> you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at ViewingPartyPod. Please check out our website, ViewingPartyPod.com. Maybe There's... we'll share donkeys are different. Oh, we might. We're going to check out this donkeys are different video and see if it's worth sharing or not. Um, yeah, ViewingPartyPod.com. There'll be show notes, stuff like that. Also, check out uh, the Columbus Podcast Festival. Uh, Columbus Cares, my other podcast yeah. with Travis Kendall, where we share the stories of, um, you know, Columbus nonprofits. Yeah. My parents are walking around in the house and just making noises and closing doors and burping. <laughs> and it's, like, legitimately funny, so don't cut that out because it's really <laughs> absurd that I'm just like, for real. <laughs> Like, really, this is going on. Uh, uh, it's super great. Um, uh, but yeah, Columbus Cares yeah, is officially, out. we're going to be in the Columbus Podcast Festival. Nice. It's coming Mother's Day weekend. We're super stoked. We'll be announcing the and lineup the soon. second weekend in May? Yes, yeah, second okay. weekend in May, Mother's Day weekend. It is that Thursday through Sunday. We also have, uh, super excited to announce, True Crime Garage is going to be there. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, that's one of the people that we've been, like, hiding until we had it official, but True Crime Garage is going to be around. Stoked AF. Nice. Super excited. They're going to do a whole Q&A. Um, and we have more. More surprise guests coming. So Yay. check out the Columbus Podcast Festival. You can also check out my other podcast, Columbus Cares. Um, until next time, when we talk about something else and watch something different, this is Katie. <laughs> and this is Wesley. And this is Viewing, Viewing Party. Party. Yeah.